My voice will be full of air bubbles. <laughs> okay, let's start the podcast. This is What Would You Do If? The podcast to answer all of your What Would You Do If? questions. So before we start today's episode, I just have to say thank you to Ben, because we didn't do it in the trailer or episode one. Ben is the guy who you hear at the start of the end of the podcast. So thank you, Ben, for providing us with your voice. Did you know, just before we start, Hello Jess, uh, that Ben's middle name is Indiana, like Indiana Jones? I had no idea. Well, there you go. There's a fact for you. And Ben is also available to hire... If you want him, he can do a multiple of things. He can do voiceovers. He can do birthday parties. He can do one night stands. <laughs> and long distance running. I don't think his girlfriend would like him knowing that you're hiring out for one night stands. One night stand ups, I meant. Obviously. Okay. It's episode two of What Would You Do If? And Jessica, what is this week's What Would You Do If? What would you do if you were lost in an unfamiliar city? Now, this is a really tricky one for me because I don't like going to cities that I don't know without pre planning. I love having my phone with the maps on. I like knowing where I'm going to go. If I'm going to go to a train station, I know how to get there. I'm going to get there half an hour beforehand. And I like to pre-plan. So we're saying if we're lost in an unfamiliar city, that we're going to have no phone, nothing. Yeah, I went travelling for six weeks last year. And I remember every time that we had no idea where we were, we would just take out our phone. And that was just basically the solution to everything. Everyone would give us free maps being like, oh, look, you're a tourist. Here's a map. We were like, don't even know how to read this. That's the thing. I remember in primary school, we used to do something called orienteering where you'd have a map and then like a map of the school and then there'd be like different objects hidden around. I think there's like a modern way of it, like there's a geocaching or something now where you have like a GPS tracker and you have to write down codes. That's what we did. But if you gave me a map now, I don't think I'd have a clue, especially if it was like a big city map. Sometimes even when my mom has Google Maps open and I'm trying to give her the directions on the phone, <laughs> I'll be leading her the wrong way. I'll be like, oh yeah, there's a left up here. And then she'll drive a little bit and I'll be like, yeah, it was that left. But Google Maps tells you in 200 yards to turn left I don't like that version I don't <laughs> I don't open up the part where it actually talks to you oh, I just read the actual map so you're just the little blue dot and you view it going round the map exactly you're the worst navigator ever I'm not ever having you in a car if I learn how to drive thanks so Callum what would you actually do if you're lost in an unfamiliar city no phone or anything just like a map I think sort of my natural instincts would try and take over and just try and speak to people and find out where I am sort of see if I can remember anything that I recognize even if it say I was just dropped into it like let's say I was kidnapped and I was taken from Dublin which I know ish if you took me to like Clondalkin or something I wouldn't have a clue how to get back to our house but say you took me from Dublin, took me to like Morocco or somewhere, and I have no idea of what Morocco is. I have no idea of what landmarks. I think I would just have to speak to someone to see if they knew how to get me to a safe place. I think not a lot of people would have a real sense of direction in that because you'd be so disorientated, wouldn't you? Yeah, to be honest, I wouldn't really care if I was lost. Would you just try and find a new life? No, because at the end of the day, you're going to be grand. You don't hear about people who go missing in an unfamiliar city. They go away somewhere and then they turn up like 13 years later. You find your way back or else you're murdered at the end of the day. It's one or the other. You're going to be grand. (laughs) You're going to be grand. No, you're either going to die or you're going to be okay. You've got a 50-50 chance by what you're saying. That's not grand. That's fear for your life a little bit. 
Well, I was about 15 when I adopted this approach to getting lost. <laughs> I remember we were on a school tour. It was like fourth year. We were brought into town to go to meet the Lord Mayor in his house. And then I hadn't a clue where I was. It was just off of Grafton Street, which is like obviously a massively popular street yeah. in Dublin. But I hadn't a clue where we were. So I was walking around and I was like, well, I'm still in Dublin. At the end of the day, I'm going to find a way home. So I don't get why you would panic if you're somewhere lost. But that's not an unfamiliar city. That's home for you. You would know that. Say my first time in Dublin when I came for my job interview in this building, I had no idea where I was going to go. And I was walking around with my mum, who is a panicker at the best of times. Like, she wanted me to get here like an hour before the interview and everything. We were just in a coffee shop. Oh, should we go now? Oh, no, no, my map says it's only 15 minutes away. Oh, we should go now. We ended up walking around Stephen's Green Shopping Centre for about 45 minutes. Again, not having a clue. I had to pay 20 cent for the toilet. Don't even get me started on 20 cent for the toilet at Stephen's Green Shopping Centre. But that's because it's in a city that you know. You're, you're still familiar with it. I'm saying, I'm talking about going to Morocco. Yeah, but what's the worst that could happen? What if you didn't have your passport? Say you got kidnapped. Oh, and then... Well, then you're not lost, are you? You're kidnapped. Yeah, but say the kidnappers just dumped you there. It was an elaborate prank. And they just said, right, there you go. You're in Morocco now. Get your own way home. No passport, no money, no phone, no map, nothing. Sorry, but Callum, this is supposed to be a helpful, useful, (laughs) informative podcast. And you were asking what I would do if I was kidnapped. We spoke about aliens attacking last week. You're saying that this is a helpful podcast. I would say, and I'm going to put my hands up here, that I have more chance of getting kidnapped and being taken to Morocco than aliens attacking. No. No, because there's such a slim chance that you're going to be taken to Morocco. Anyway, it's what would you do if you were lost in an unfamiliar city? Okay, I'm I've strayed from the grand. point here a lot. Yeah, I'm saying you would be absolutely fine. You would find your way back home. You would find someone helpful. There's always someone who knows English somewhere, even if they're just a lost tourist just like you. You can go to the police. You can be like, look, do you know where I'm supposed to go? You'll be grand. That would be great, wouldn't it, if you found other people that were lost as well and you make a great friendship. Yeah, you could just start off a little, like, documentary if you had all cameras and you could record them for YouTube and be, like, the vlog about people who are lost in Morocco. And you could do that every year as well. You know, like, how people meet on holiday one year and then they go on the same holiday year after year after year. You could go on random adventures and not have a clue where you're going. This sounds quite fun. Can I get lost in an unfamiliar city now, please? Exactly. See, you think that would be great. I'm saying embrace it. Now I have swayed you over to my side. I was a big worrier. I still think I would panic a lot. Just because of the unfamiliar surroundings. But nothing bad is going to happen. Unless you're killed or kidnapped. And sure, you have a chance of that everywhere. So I have done a bit of research. And I have figured out what you should actually do if you get lost. Okay, go on. Does it involve being killed or kidnapped? Yeah, if you're lost, (laughs) make sure you get killed or kidnapped. Well, there's a clear definitive end in there, isn't there? No, if you're lost, first thing is, don't panic. Okay. Because you're in a city, you're not in a jungle or the outback or anything. So panicking makes you actually more likely to get more lost because you're so stressed and stuff. I suppose if you're panicking as well and say some bad people are sort of watching you, they'll see that you're panicking and you're more likely to be a target. Yeah, and you're not able to think clearly, so everyone is just going to be like, look at that guy over there, just casually pickpocket. You do see that there's a lot more pickpockets around when there's tourists around because they're more vulnerable, they don't know the area, they can be easily disorientated. I'm not. This isn't a guide on how to pickpocket, it's just a 
just a well-known fact, isn't it? Yeah, when I was away um, last summer, loads of people came up to me and were like, look out for this type of person wherever because you look like you're about to be pickpocketed and stuff like that. Or they would be like, look, your bag's open. People are going to try and rob you. And I'd just be like, sorry, my bag is actually broken. It doesn't close. (laughs) (laughs) It could be like a trap. You could have like a snake in there or something. Oh my God, yeah. I should have put like a mouse trap in. Yes, and then you would have known if the pickpockets were around. Exactly. But you had that chap who tried to help you with the suitcases that sounded a little bit dodgy, didn't you? Oh my God, yes. So I was in the train station, I can't even remember where, and my friend and I were downstairs in the train station. We were looking for just somewhere to kind of chill out, like a cafe or something, before getting our next train. And then this guy came up to us and he was like, oh, I'll help you carry your suitcases upstairs. And we were like, no, no, we're okay. We're just looking for a cafe or something. Sit down. We don't want to go upstairs. And he was like, oh, there is a cafe upstairs. So he took our suitcases off of us. And then he carried them up the stairs and he got his friend to grab one of them then. And he was like, come on, come on, help these women. And I was kind of like, oh, well, he's very nice and helpful, isn't he? Then he just stood there in the cafe and he was like, "Okay, now give me money for lifting your suitcases up the stairs. And these suitcases had all your belongings in, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely everything. Like I had my laptop in my backpack, but other than that, it was all our clothes, all of our shoes, underwear, everything. And we were away for six weeks. I can't imagine how you would have felt just seeing these two men just pick your bags up and not knowing if they were going to run. Like they could have got to those stairs, placed them down like they were going to wait for you, wait for you to get up there and then leg it. The worst thing was there was two doors for the cafe. So there was the one in from the train station because it was joined onto the train station. Then there was another one right out onto the main road. Oh. So we were like, okay, if he decides to run, the door is right there. They can just run away with our suitcases. like, And we couldn't even catch up to them or anything because like, we were wrecked after already having two trains. And now we're just wanting to sit down and wait on our next one. The stress of that as well. So how much did you have to hand over? Um, My friend Caitlin handed over a fiver. Yeah. And so she opened her purse and she was like, okay, okay, here's a fiver. Because she was really freaked out. Yeah. Just get him. Here's someone just please leave me alone. And your man saw that there was a 20 there and he was like, no, the other one, the other (gasps) one. She was like, no, you're not having that. He was like, no, the other one. I thought that was grand because she had given him money. Yeah. And then he turned to me and he was like, okay, and now you. I was like, I'm not giving you anything. So then I just put my hand on the suitcase, I think. And he just kept saying, like, give me your money. I was like, no. And then he walked off. That's how you don't get lost, first of all. You don't panic. Okay. Okay, next of all, you look for landmarks or shops in advance of potentially getting lost. So say if you're in New York yeah. and you're walking down the street and you're like, right, there's your woman, you know, the statue. <laughs> the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah. The, first of all, the Statue of Liberty is not just in a street, it's in the river. Okay, well, if you're walking down the street and you see her just <laughs> in the river. Yeah. Yeah, so then you're like, okay, Grand, there's your woman. We had to take this many steps to get to her. Look around, see what else is there. <laughs> like maybe there's a cool shop around. <laughs> a cool shop. <laughs> okay, go on. Yeah, like maybe it sells vintage records or something. And okay. you're like, okay, that's a cool place. Yeah. So take note of these places and just be like, okay, that's what's nearby in case we do get lost and nobody knows the hotel that we're staying in. 
and then you can ask people, do you know where this other place is? And then you know how to get back from there. Say you were staying in a hotel and it was one of these hotels that's not weird where they make you leave the keys behind the desk. Say if you had like the key card or something on the key, would that help? Yeah, you could always go up to people and show them the key card and be like, look, do you know where this place is? I suppose you could always get in a taxi or something as well and show them that and then they would try and take you there. The thing is though, if you are a bit lost, you're showing people your key cards, you'd want to be careful that someone doesn't take it out of your hand and go, oh yeah, I know where this place is, run off. Oh God. <laughs> they know where the place is. Yeah. You don't know how to get back and then they can just rob everything out of your house. So maybe don't do that. Especially if it's one of those ones that has the number printed on or if it's in that little wallet where it writes the thing, then you're really in trouble. Yeah, so let's maybe not show people hotel cards unless you absolutely have to. So earlier on, I was saying, oh, you should go and speak to someone if you get lost to try and sort of help you get back to where you need to be. Is there someone or somewhere specific that I should go? Try and find people who are a bit trustworthy, like firemen or firewomen, the police, delivery drivers. Like, say if it's early in the morning, then you know when people are getting bread delivered. Ask people like that, or a postman would be brilliant, because they have to know everywhere. But don't ask in shops, because... You know when you're busy in work and say if you're working in retail and someone comes up to you, they don't really understand the language. Yeah. And then they're like, can you explain where this place is? A lot of people aren't nice people. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't go up to a shop where the person is already a bit stressed. They probably don't have a clue where you're on about. And now you're saying, look, can you tell me where this place is? Like when I worked in Apple Green for a good six weeks, we had tons of tourists come in and I would genuinely try and help them. But you're, that Apple Green, if you're unfamiliar with Apple Green, Apple Green's a petrol station here in Ireland. That Apple Green was a fair way out of the city. Yeah, people would ask where the airport was, where their hotels uh, were. Yeah, it's sort of that side of, side of town, isn't it? Yeah, so people would come in fairly often, like American tourists usually, asking, where's this place? So we would usually have to take out our phones and look on Google Maps yeah. because they didn't have the internet on their phones. So they would be quite stressed and literally in this situation. But a lot of people wouldn't really bother with that. Like I remember there was this one time I was trying to get to an exam. The exam hall wasn't in my college. Mm-hmm. I had Google Maps open on my phone. I was looking for it on the bus. I was like, Grant, I've got the directions. It's only a 10 minute walk away. And then I got off the bus and the Wi-Fi went because Ah. I wasn't on the bus anymore. And then I got a text on my phone saying you're out of credit. Oh, no. So I had to run to a shop, try and get credit. I was like, I don't think I even have money on me. So I went and tried to get a taxi and all the taxi men were like, oh no, I'm not taking you because the place was so close that it wasn't worth the fare. So I went and I went to a hotel in the end and I went and asked them, can you just explain where this place is to me? Yeah. And you would think being a hotel, they would be like, oh yeah, no worries. Your man was like, no. And he started laughing at me. That's awful. I was so stressed. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to miss my exam. Can you just help me out here for a second? Do you know where this exam hall is? And he was like, uh, I'll look up on the computer. And then he was like, I don't think the place exists. And then he just started laughing because I was really stressed. So the point of this story is ask people of authority and don't go to that hotel where the man is mean. Yes. In the end, I did actually get a taxi and the taxi driver was really nice. Ah. But the exam hall was underground. What? <laughs> so it wasn't in a building. You had to go 
underneath the building okay. to get into it. So I was walking around the building for like 40 minutes and then I went in and I was so stressed and I was out of breath, about to have a panic attack and the people supervising the exam actually had to say, look, calm down, you've made Aww. it. I was too late in everything. They shouldn't have let me in, yeah. but I looked so stressed. Oh, that's nice of them. And did you pass? I did the best in my class. Oh, very good. There you go. Another moral of the story. Turn up 40 minutes late for an exam, get lost, and still do the best in your class. So, Callum, you've a thing for would-you-rather questions. I do, and I think I love them so much that I'm going to put them on my Twitter bio as Callum Farmer, the biggest fan of would-you-rather questions in the world. I can't believe I fancy you. Right, here is your would you rather question today. Would you rather be lost in a city and you have to hitchhike home or would you rather be lost in a city and you have to walk home? Now, this is a city where you live. So if you're listening in Ireland, it would be a city in Ireland. If it's a city in the UK, it would be a city in the UK. Okay, so first of all, if I'm walking home, am I going to die of starvation? So you'd be given sort of a food allowance, but you wouldn't be able to use that allowance on public transport or anything. That's out of the question. Okay, I think I'd rather to walk home just because, first of all, serial killers. So obviously we don't know how many serial killers there are. So the likelihood of being picked up by one if you're hitchhiking is probably pretty slim. But at the same time... I don't like talking to people anyway. <laughs> I having to stand on the side of the road with your thumb up. Can you give me a lift back to Dublin, please? No, I don't mind that part. It's just a part of when you get in the car and then you actually have to talk to the people and make small talk. Ah. So say uh, you got stranded in Cork. Cork is, and I've just searched this, it's a two hour and 49 minute drive away. So that would be an awkward conversation from there on three hours. That's if you find someone who's going directly to Dublin. If not, you're going to have to get off in Limerick or Tipperary or wherever's on the way and then find more people. I'd rather just walk. So walking, if you walk non-stop without any breaks or anything, it's going to take you two days and two hours. Okay, that sounds... Brilliant, because I've been procrastinating going to the gym for so long. So this way, my body would start getting a bit fit. It'd start being like, okay, we can do this. It would get into burning calories mode. And then I would come back and I'd be so pumped after doing so much exercise. I'd be like, yeah, Zumba class is easy. But you know that the weather isn't great in this country and everything. Like, where would you rest? You wouldn't just walk for two days. Like, I struggle to stay awake for 10 hours and that's just sitting on the sofa. Yeah, but you have sleep apnea, Callum. Not everyone has. Okay, Okay. so you're going to say that you can walk non-stop for two days. Well, I would have to stop and have a little rest, like. And that is more appealing than getting into a stranger's car for potentially two and a half hours. It's more appealing than getting into a stranger's car and potentially being murdered, yeah. So if you want to agree with me, you can head over to our Twitter at WhatWouldYouPod and let Callum know that I'm not crazy for wanting to just walk instead of get into a car and have to endure two and a bit hours worth of small talk with randomers. I think I'd enjoy that. I and mean, you can just put the radio on if it gets a bit awkward and just sing along and it'd be carpool karaoke. Okay, enough of this. This is going to cause way too many arguments long after this podcast is finished. If you've got any more What Would You Do If questions, you can get in touch with us. We're at What Would You Pod on Twitter and What Would You Do If on Facebook. And if you want to send any more of your What Would You Do If questions via the old-fashioned way. Do you remember email? Do people use email still? Callum, you emailed me three days ago. All right, we don't need to mention that, okay? If you want to email us, it's whatwouldyoudoifpodcast at gmail.com. But sure, Callum, isn't that all in the little episode bio description thing? 
I suppose it is, so we don't really need to mention it again, do we? And if you want to give us five stars as well and leave us a nice review just to boost my ego so I can be happy when I go to bed at night, that'd be great. Realistically, we'll take any stars that you give us, but five <laughs> would be nice. That'd be great. That's it. Bye. This is What Would You Do If? The podcast to answer all of your What Would You Do If? questions.